0: Hello, hello! We are going to be talking about rebranding and what to do on social media when you're about to rebrand. So, if you have ever thought about or are currently thinking about making a pivot into a different niche, or maybe switching companies, just doing things differently, you want to change your name up or whatever it might be. When you go through a rebrand, there are some things that you really, 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 really want to consider if you want it to be the smoothest transition and to feel really good for you, to feel really good for your audience, and also to set you up to get into alignment and momentum with your new rebrand once you have launched that the world. So I've got some tips for you. Grab something to take notes with. Grab your tea or your wine or whatever beverage. You know, I have like three, three here, three. It's amazing. Let's chat. Let's chat about rebranding and how to do it in a diplomatic boss way. And also some things that I did that were really dumb mistakes. Okay, here we go
1: hey mama i'm ashley and this is the maverick mompreneur podcast where you're free and encouraged to own your desire to create and scale an impactful discoverable online brand and business in the midst of motherhood a business that's aligned with your mission lifestyle desires personality and zone of genius without wasting your time on the hustle and grind hamster wheel that is social media can I get an amen sis you are a maverick an original willing to stand out in your authenticity defy expectations and do life and business outside the box in our world if it's not aligned with who we are it's a hard pass or a brave pivot so if you're here for the power powerful identity shift and transformation from boss babe or boss mom to aligned CEO, building a one of a kind, influential, hustle-free online business that will produce long-term impact and multiple streams of income through SEO, affiliate marketing, and courses while building yourself in the process. Well, pop in those AirPods, grab that cup of coffee or a glass of wine, and let's get growing.
0: What's up, Maverick? I'm back again, back in the studio, the podcast studio, aka my closet, and we're going to talk about rebranding on social media and hopefully you can learn from my mistakes and then also things that I did that worked well and tips from clients that I've helped have transitioned and all that good stuff. So let's get right into it. I've made a couple of transitions on social media. And the first was from TaylorMadeMama at TaylorMadeMama. So back in the mommy blogger days, started that back in 2016. That was my handle I didn't connect my name, not even my first name, uh, because of the, the nature of the job that I had as a program coordinator for a school district, working on somewhat contentious cases with families, and you just it was a public job that you were not to have your name tied to other dabblings, shall we say. So I think most people thought my name was Taylor all along. And when I wanted to change my name from made Mama to my name at the time, which was my married name, Ashley Samadani, when I was transitioning into the current iteration of my online brand, which is focused on business coaching, completely different than mommy and lifestyle blogging, I made a few mistakes. It was a little bit easier of a transition from Ashley Samadani to Ashley R. Latimer. Ashley Latimer is already taken by my cousin. Yes, my cousin's name is also Ashley Latimer and she's older. So ask my dad. He's the one that came up with that. A little bit easier to go from Ashley Samadani to Ashley R. Latimer and I did a lot of the things that I did the first time, uh, but there were a few things that I really, really, really wanna tell you and that I advise my clients all the time when they are going through a rebrand on social media. So firstly, before we even get started, If you are just starting out, so you are a listener who is just starting out and you're considering your brand name, consider using your name, your first and last name, if it's available, and if you want to keep your options open to Pivot. The other option would be to have a brand name. Now, the thing with a brand name is, which Tailor Made Mama, that was the name of my motherhood and lifestyle blogger brand. The thing with that is, if you are not pretty sure that's what you want to build solidly on, I would just use your name because it does make it a lot harder to make that pivot. It's not impossible, and I've got some tips for you, but just just a little little something to think on there. Number 1, your public social media game plan. So you do not what you don't want to do. Do not just one day up and change your name. That is what I did. And no, that was not an effective choice. And I thought about it afterwards and just kicked myself and I almost changed back my handle. But you got to have a game plan. I want you to take it and treat it like a launch, like you're about to launch a new business or a new product or a new offer. You're launching your new handle or your new branding or your new brand name, depending on which platform we're talking about. I'm mainly going to be focusing today on Instagram and then what to do if you have a brand group that you've built as a part of your business. We're not going to talk about all the things rebranding. On this episode anyway so anyway treat it like a launch take a week and i want you to hype up the change so something's coming start creating that fomo a great way to do this is to use the countdown timer feature in instagram stories set that countdown timer up for what you know will be the handle change the big handle change but everyone else will be curious and excited to see what the heck is going to be changing. You'll probably get people in your DMs, but make it like a really exciting thing that's coming up. Okay, so take a week, start posting content. If it's a if it's a completely different niche and you're really rebranding like I was, make sure that you're incorporating and you're transitioning your content in a powerful way. You are actually posting value driven on brand content. That's going to point out pain points for your new ideal client avatar. So some of your current audience might not be your ideal client avatar, but you want to weed out and draw in the people who your content is going to be for. So, content that points out their pain points, but also provides solutions. So you're giving tips, you're giving pointers, and ultimately you're going to be pointing towards how you and your product services opportunity are a solution to these problems. So this might feel awkward, but you want to give some hints through your content that things are going to be changing up. Now on the day that you make the change, I want you to go into your stories and show your face you got to do it. I'm not even going to say if you, if you feel comfortable, you probably won't feel comfortable if you've never done it before. But the only way to get past discomfort is to do something a little bit nervous and it gets easier and easier every time. So show your face in your stories and explain the heart behind why you're making the change that you're going to make. And I'm not going to go too into details because that could be anything, but why you're making the change, what will be the same, as far as your content. So you, your personality, probably your flair elements. So the things that just make you you, that are fun, that you share. Maybe you love coffee, you love wine. You might still share about your mom life. And what will be different? So you want to highlight and thank your followers for following along with your journey, for being supportive. And then explain to them that there is going to be some different content coming and it may or may not be for them won't hurt your feelings if they're not here for it but if they know anyone who your new content could serve they can always refer them your way and you still want to connect with them I can't tell you how many so if you see my audience now on Instagram I think I have something like 16,000 followers and people get all hyped up and think that's for some people that's no amount of followers but if you had a target audience of 16,000 warm audience members, you could have a humongous business. But in full transparency, most of that following for me was, or thousands and thousands of that following was built for me during, built by me, not for, was built for me, built by me during the motherhood blogging days. So yes, I do have a lot of mompreneurs and female online entrepreneurs that they just so happen to be people that I blogged alongside, or many of my followers are still super supportive of everything that I do, but they're not my ideal client avatar, and they're not going to be probably a a client of mine, but they're still there, they're still supportive, they are still there for the women's empowerment content, there are things there for them, but my business coaching and courses aren't going to serve them, and that's okay, so you have to remember that, and you want to be respectful if you're making a transition from one target audience to the other that you really stay appreciative and connected to your roots, which is the audience that got you as far as you got. So that's one thing I did not do well. I I didn't know how to go about that in a diplomatic way, and I just sort of did it. And I hadn't been present on Instagram very much at all. I was mainly over on Facebook in Elevate Academy for a good gosh, it was probably almost a year, so I didn't really take all of this into consideration and just did a quick transition. If I could go back, I would definitely do the exact things that I'm advising you to do. Now, after you make the change, this is something I did do. After you make the change to your Instagram handle, so from at one thing to at your new brand name, I recommend that for some time, I would say a month, you add your old handle in your bio somewhere. I would do it right at the very top because as people are going to your, they're seeing your content pop up or they're seeing your reactions on their stories or your messages or however it is that you're engaging with your audience on that platform, you want them to make that connection. Another way that you can do this is to keep your previous profile picture, even if you've got a new branded picture and you wanna change it, keep your previous profile picture for several weeks so that your followers can start to associate your new brand name with your old picture and understand that transition. Not everyone is checking up on you every day. So you want to give it some time. Give this some time so that people can get adjusted to the transition. When I switched from Taylor Made Mama to Ashley Samadani, people had no idea. I changed my picture. I remember people messaging me saying months later saying, "Oh my gosh, I had no idea you changed your handle. I actually thought your name was Taylor and it was just a mess. It was not a strategic rebrand on that platform. However, I have made pretty strategic rebranding transitions on Facebook when it comes to brand groups. And so I wanna give you some advice, adv- <laughs> I just said that's so weird, advice on that. So here we go. Oh, beep, 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 back it up. When I went from Ashley Somadani to Ashley R. Latimer, which was such an empowering move, I just, a moment of moments for me. I didn't really do too much. I did make an announcement in the stories and I just did it because at that point, people associate me with my first name and my face, not like Madonna, like I can just be Ashley, but... They at least know my name, so that wouldn't be too much of a shock to see my same profile picture with Ashley with a different last name, even though I, you know, was not running around saying, I'm divorced, I'm divorced, town crier. People got the picture. And then if they had any questions about my personal life, then they could very clearly see without having to be all up in my business. Okay. Anyway. It's really hard for me to not be my full-on goofy self when I'm just sitting here in a closet, especially when it's now been, I'm batching my content right now. I have so many ideas and I'm just sitting down and just bleh, like verbal vomiting in my closet. And so I feel like I'm in a little bit of a delirious state, obviously, and very off topic. So here we go. Number two, if you have a brand group, so a Facebook group that you've been building. So say you've been with one particular company, maybe you started your journey as an entrepreneur online with network marketing, and you've been promoting a particular brand or particular product, and you built it around, you built your group around that product, or you have built a say, you have a blog, and so you built a blog community hub around that brand, but you want to rebrand and change directions. So change companies, change your niche, start doing things differently. You want this to be your brand group where you're making offers. There are some things that you can do. There's kind of two different avenues that you can take for this. One would be keeping your same brand group. So keeping the existing group and rebranding and transitioning that group. Or the other option would be to create a new group and direct any of your ICA, your ideal client avatar people that are in the existing group to this new group. So how do you determine which route you should go? I talk to clients about this actually pretty frequently, especially women who are transitioning from being in network marketing to building their own brand and wanting to shift away from being tightly associated with a particular company or product as they realize that they are actually the brand. And so when they're they're shifting, a lot of times I'll ask them how many people are in the group and how active has it been? If you have a group with a ton of followers and it's inactive and there's not very much engagement, you go back into your settings and you see that your activity is very low, it's almost worth starting over. However, one thing to consider when you're starting over is social proof. So if you've got 50 people and the engagement's not that great, starting with a group of 50 versus a group of zero and inviting new people into a group that literally no one's in would be better. But if you've got a huge group and you know, say you're transitioning from you know what the first network marketing social selling company that I linked up with, was a makeup and skincare company, and I had a group around that brand, so beauty, skincare, self-care, things like that. The women that were in that group mostly were there for the connection with me and my brand, of course, but they also were interested in beauty, makeup, skincare. And so I knew for me when I was making that transition to building my own brand, making my own offers and pivoting away from being that girl on social media, even in a brand group, I knew that I really wanted to start a new group. I had a large group. It was about 900 women and the activity was actually pretty high, but I just knew that the they were not my ideal client avatar. So I created a whole different group and had a transition plan for that. So I guess the rule of thumb would be if you've got a couple hundred group members or less, regardless of your engagement, I would keep that group, especially if it's like 50 to 100. You can build a target audience like crazy with great engagement and not have to start from zero. Keep your group. And then what you're going to do is change the name of the group. Okay. So on the day that you launch, now I should say you're really going to do about the same thing that I advised you to do for instagram which is to treat this like a launch so you want to be posting in the group getting everyone excited changes are coming maybe set an event set a live video event in the group and just for your launch day get people excited and then change the name of the group the day that you actually launch. You can do it right before you're live. You can do it right after, but that will alert more of your group members than anything else, especially at the time that I'm recording. The engagement within Facebook groups has really gone to crap (laughs) a little bit. So changing the group name is going to get people's attention. Now, If you are moving groups, so you are going to change groups once you have launched and made this announcement and explained, again, you're gonna show your face, a live video would be best, thank them for their support, explain the change explain what will be the same about your content what will be different and where you're moving at that point for you you're going to change the name of the group and add something to the end of your existing group name don't change the name to the new name but say it was so mine was tailor-made beauty with ashley oh those were the days Tailor made beauty with Ashley, prong of my brand, but it kind of took over my life. That's a whole nother podcast episode, which is why I made a pivot away from that. Uh, but I put Tailor made beauty with Ashley, and then I put some asterisks around archiving soon in all caps so that it was clear a cha- it, the group was going to be archiving, there's going to be a change, and then I would recommend that you create a post that you pin as an announcement with a written explanation of basically what you said in your live video as to what you're doing. Like a we're moving post. That could even be the hook we're moving and then having a link to your new brand group. So that's something that you would have to prepare before you launch is having that new group. And you're basically funneling anyone who is an ideal client avatar for your new iteration of your brand into your new brand group. But you're also acknowledging and thanking those who supported you in whatever venture that you were doing at that time. Now you might have some people who are not your ICA join because they just love you and they want to be around you. That's a amazing welcome them with open arms right whether whether they are gonna be your client or not if they want to support you God bless them let them into the group so you've got those two different options if you have a Facebook group now if you don't have a Facebook group and you want to start one I highly recommend that you build a Facebook group as an asset for your brand because although you don't own Facebook, It is a place where you can really build community and having a place where you can nurture your audience and grow your target audience and then make offers to your target audience with whatever it is that you are doing to monetize your time online. I think it's a huge asset to have. If you do not have a Facebook group and you would like to build one, there will be a link in the show notes to the exact setup that I use to create what became a six-figure Facebook group. And so I have that linked up. It's like 37 bucks. I want to say it's super cheap and it's like bomb.com. So if you want to build a brand group or you need to revive a stagnant Facebook group, I've got you on that. It's called Facebook group brand crash course. Brand group brand group crash course oh, i'm losing my marbles anyway next up i wanted to throw one other point in you hopefully have an email list that you've started building if you don't i can also hook you up on that too i have a mini course on building your list like a boss list build like a boss maybe i'll link that one too i usually don't but it's uh it's on my course page. Send an email to your email list if you have one. Repurpose whatever it is that you've already written up. So if you have a post that you've written up, if you have a transcript of your live or live notes, turn that into an email. Email your email list. Let them know what's going on. And then if you are pivoting into a different niche entirely, have a new opt-in for them to opt on to your new mailing list with the type of content that you're sharing with them that will be different, so that they can opt in on that email. So, that's one thing that I did do when I transitioned from Tailor Made Mama to my current business. I sent actually multiple emails during that transition. Funneling at that time, I think I had a list that my tailor made mama email list at that time was about 5,000. So I was funneling anyone who was interested in the type of content that I share now onto a new list. And now I have a completely Demon. oh my gosh, different, uh, that was different in email combined. And I said, demon, that's lovely. Different email service provider now, but I know that I have done my best to funnel anyone who my new content and new offers of the last couple of years can serve from that list. Lastly, this is not something I'm going to go deep into in this episode, but it will be a future episode In fact, I think I'm going to riff on that one next. So probably it will be the episode after this one. But once you've made that public change, so once you have hit them with the new handle. You've hit them with the new Facebook group cover, the new Facebook group name. Maybe you change up your banner on your personal page or your business page. I didn't even get into that, but that's another thing that you could do is change up your Facebook banners, change up your pinned post on your Facebook. Now, currently, unless this changes, you can pin a post on your social media. You can go look at mine. It just gives an overview of who I am and who I serve and how I serve. So it's very clear. So once you've made that public change and gotten that going, now is your time to grow a target audience with your new ICA, your ideal client avatar. There's an episode, oh my gosh, An earlier episode, I believe it's 13 or 14 on Ideal Client Avatar. So that is like a new term to you, go listen to that episode. But now you get to grow your target audience full of your Ideal Client Avatars wherever you choose to build your brand. So wherever that platform is for you to grow your community, to nurture them, to show up in that kind of public social media front way, or it might even be your email list. It might be your blog. It might be your podcast. Wherever it is that you are growing your target audience, now you get to do that. Now you get to attract in a target audience. And that is going to do huge things for your business, especially if you did not do that the first around. And I know for many people, we got into this not even really... Knowing about target audience and how to build a target audience, but you, your conversions, your impact, and your income will significantly increase as you build your target audience. So, we're going to get into how do you do that? What are some of the different ways that you can build a target audience in an upcoming episode? But I'm excited for you. Remember, if you're rebranding, you're not starting over. I think this is like a misconception. It feels like, oh my gosh, it's so daunting to start over, but you're not starting over. You're starting from experience you probably guessed i was gonna say it but it's so true and now you have a chance to build your brand in a more aligned way, starting from that experience and all the things that you've learned, all the things that you would have done differently, all the knowledge that you've acquired, and you get to move forward in an aligned way. So I'm super excited for you. Please let me know, tag me if you're ever going through a rebrand, just and if this helped you at all, I would love to know it. I hope this serves you now or at a future time if and when you decide to make a brave, bold pivot that's what we're about over here. We're about mavericking our lives, mavericking our business, and we're not afraid of making a bold change or a pivot when needed to get back into alignment or get to get further in alignment. So thank you so much as always. You're amazing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for just being you and being awesome and following your dreams, pursuing them, and for creating impact in this world. You're special. And I love you. Have a good one.